Hello, and welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Christine Beatty, and I'm the director at the Madison Senior Center. We're glad you can join us for this program today. Uh, we've got two excellent um, programs to talk about and two wonderful resources, one of which is Jane DeBrew, and she works with the Area Agency on Aging here in Dane County, and she is all about caregiving and caregivers. Jane, welcome to the program. So Thank nice you. to have you here. Tell us a little bit about, well, first of all, we have to let our audience know that November is a special time. Yes, it is National Family Caregivers Month, which we're celebrating our unpaid caregivers oh, that wonderful. are family members, friends, neighbors, and the like. Well, you know, that is so true. It takes a village to take care of an older person, too, doesn't it? Absolutely. And sometimes neighbors and fam well, certainly family, but neighbors pay play a part and a role in that as well. So define caregiver for us. I mean, some people say, oh, yeah, I take care of my mother, but I'm not a caregiver. Well, if you are next door to an older couple, maybe an older adult couple, and you are out snow blowing and you do their driveway too, um, if they can count on you for maybe running out to pick up some medicine, things like that, all of that falls under the umbrella of being a caregiver. caregiver. Yeah. Right. Right. Wonderful. And these are folks that have made a significant contribution in our community because they are taking care of older people who have some handicaps or barriers for getting around and getting, um, uh, like you said, the meds and all of that. So are there some special events that are going on during November, do you think? Well, actually, uh, on November 1st, at our state capitol, there is a big event where there's going to be a proclamation and folks can come. I hope people will be willing to come. It's, I believe it's at 10 a.m., but we, you can look at our newsletter, and I'll leave that information. Make sure you have that with a great big flyer in there that can let everybody know, and that's online. So Wonderful. they'll be able to find that out. Yeah, and I bet they could ask uh, uh, at their local senior center. They would Absolutely. be able to find out about this they event as well. Um, so Caregiver Month, and tell me a little bit about, now your funding comes through the Older Americans Act, comes Correct. from the state to the county. Yes. And your role is to identify and help caregivers who are taking care of older people or disabled people or... That's a, that's a broad umbrella. Really, we can deal with any seniors or older adults age 60 plus. The, that's not the caregiver. The caregiver can be over 18. We even have, you know, some grandchildren taking care of grandparents yeah. in town. Yeah. They're also no age for someone who has dementia or Alzheimer's. So if you're giving care to a person with Alzheimer's and dementia, that age changes. But there are two other groups that we deal with. Um, grandparents over age 55 who are raising grandchildren, and we know there are quite a number of those folks. And also people over 55 who are raising a child who had a severe disability between 18 and 59, and they're still, as parents, providing some care to that child. So the caregiver grant can help all of those folks find respite. That's wonderful. Yep. I think it's striking to know that half a million older people in the United States are currently raising a grandchild. Yes. Half a million. That's a lot. Uh, and I know that we have some here in Dane County as well. So tell us a little bit about when we talk about caregiver support, we're talking about a lot of different kinds of support. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, talk to me a little bit about what your program can help people with. 
Well, if someone calls, they may be a spouse, an older, an adult child, any of those categories of many、mm-hmm. people who are doing it. They will often just kind of let me know what's happening with them.、Uh, sometimes they just need a little time to say. <gasps> Take a breath because、mm. it's hard. Many people are juggling work, jobs, raising children, trying to do all the things we all do, and on top of that, keeping their older adult person in good shape. So I hear a lot of that, and we begin to talk and focus. We use a tool, an assessment tool, that we have a conversation, sort of just like you and I are having,、mm-hmm. uh, and, and begin to say, you know, are you sleeping okay? How are you doing? Are you,、um, you know, able to carry on your work duties if you're working? Yeah, just really get honing in on what is it with them. Or maybe you have it's your spouse, or maybe it's your parent, and giving them a shower or helping them shower is difficult for you.、Mm-hmm. And having someone help just do that would make all the difference. So we look at an array of things they can get: supportive home chair, chores,、uh, personal cares. Um, supplemental things like maybe just a ramp would help. Like maybe trying、oh, to get their spouse in and、right. out of that just that one step、right. will do it.、Right. So we spend some time talking. How are you doing? What will help you keep doing what you need to do to keep them okay at home? Yeah, and and that Jane I think is interesting because it does turn the the coin a little bit because so many of us in the aging service. Services are so focused on the older adult、Absolutely. that needs <laughs> services. We're not thinking of the family member who's really doing the caregiving. And and I have personal experience in caregiving. We took care of my father-in-law for almost eleven years in our home, and then when my husband needed help,、uh, I was a caregiver, a working full-time caregiver for him for almost、yes. three years. That is tough stuff. And you're right. In order to continue that, you have to have some kind of supports, whether it be transportation or, like you said,、um, you know, someone who could just help with a shower、uh, for someone.、Um, so, is there is the help that comes? Is it in the way of financial help, or or how does that work? It is financial help, but Dane County directly pays a service provider, so they're allowed. We have tons of people we can help them choose from and refer them to. Okay. So depending on which county you live in, where you are, there's quite a variety of availability. And then I,、um, once the application goes through, I contact that provider、mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, this person has the grant. Here's the information you need to bill the county." So they will bill the county then for that project. For so then once it's all Set up that person who's the caregiver doesn't have to worry about it. Excellent.、Yeah. So no money is changing hands.、Nope. You make it possible and make it easy for that individual just to receive those services. And you and these are services. Do, do you have to have an eligibility for these services? A certain income or no? And that's another really incredible thing about this program.、Okay. There is no income eligibility requirement for、wow. the grant、Great. for the caregiver grant. Great. So it doesn't matter what your income is. If you are doing caregiving for a loved one, you need to be thinking about what would reduce the stress in your own life, right?、Um, in order to get that that kind of service. Yeah,、um, I remember how important it was for us, for my father-in-law, to have adult daycare services.、Um, And to be able to have a bath in that facility,、oh, yeah. so that I didn't have to embarrass him by trying to bathe him, or my husband 
who was six foot seven didn't have to try to get into the shower with his dad. Yes. <laughs> would have been a little weird. Um, so that kind of help would really, have, you know, make a difference for somebody. What other kinds of things have you um, done for people that makes a difference? Well, one that made a very big difference was there was a really lovely woman who was still working, and she had vacation. And she and her husband wanted to go, and she was caring for her mom. Um, it went well, but her mom needed a fair amount of care, and they were doing an awful lot for her. And we were able to arrange so that her mom uh, found a comfortable spot in assisted living for a week, and they made their vacation plans, and they got that break. Because oh, wow. sometimes you need really a full break, break where you're just that. away. You don't worry much. They knew that her mom was you know, with other folks, she had activities, she had things going on. So that worked out really nicely for right, them. Right. Is there a limit to how much um, support you can get? Do you um, have yes. sufficient resources or tell, tell us about there that? There is some limit to it, but we have not been running out so fast, which is wonderful because we tailor it to the person. So if someone needed an emergency personal response, maybe that's kind of early. Your, your first story is that mom or dad is maybe not steady and you want them to be able to summon help, um, that probably costs $350 or something for a year, they would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the upper end, maybe something might cost $1,200. I would say that amount is sort of on the upper end of what okay. we tend to do. But, so but there's a wide there's range. There's a range because um, we want to be able to tailor it to what that person needs. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's great. And I was um, saying something about grandparents, like half a million grandparents, and you were mentioning that they're going to be doing some surveying to find out how many people are caregivers uh, in Dane County. And that would be helpful to you, too, to to know that. We've been collecting data this year, and I'm I'm very excited, actually, to sit down and look and see who our caregivers really are. How does that break down? And uh, we'll be happy to share that when we have that put together. Wonderful. Well, we decided that you have to come back and give us that information <laughs> later. Very interesting. <laughs> well, and it also helps us to spot trends and to understand a little more. We were talking earlier that um, more and more men are um, being involved in caregiving. This used to be such um, a female, um, you know, the woman was expected to do the caregiving. And are you seeing that in Dane County? Absolutely. I talked to a great many men of all ages, whether they're husbands or sons or grandsons, uh, doing that. I believe that there was um, a survey in 2015 by AARP and uh, the National Alliance on Caregiving mm-hmm. uh, that put it at about 40%. I believe of, of caregivers are my gosh. We're, we're getting, getting there. We're getting to um, equity on that spe- one, aren't we? <laughs> they're spending a lot of time. So it's been delightful working with men who really can do that role, and I right. love seeing them being able to help their moms or wives or grandparents. Right. It's great, right? Well, it's it is um, it's a, is changing, and you mentioned that millenniums are uh, changing that uh, that whole dynamic as well. Notice any difference in terms of how they uh, offer care to their loved ones? Well, they have so much going on. I can think of a few of the, the grandchildren who were young people in their 20s, um, you know, in school, trying to have a job, trying to figure things yeah, out. Yeah. So it's, it's sometimes, um, I 
I want to say it, it, it gives them just more of a feeling of support, almost like they have an aunt or somebody oh, yeah. kind of helping them yeah. out. And uh, they tend to need a lot of help, I think, particularly with personal cares. I think that's right. hard when you're not there to, to do it. Right. But it's very loving and, and it's just great to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you talk uh, or just give us some information about what are the best places to call if you are looking for caregiver support? Would that be calling you or help us out with that? Yes, absolutely. You can call me directly at my line. I am at 608 261 5679. You can call the ADRC. We can oh, get that number, and you're going to be putting that up, I think, yep, later. Yep, yep. Um, the ADRC refers to me. Any of the senior centers and coalitions around Dane County. They know, know this program, where to find and you. they will. They know where to find me, and oftentimes um, that an, an initial referral comes because they are seeing a case manager, a case manager is seeing someone there, and they right. refer to me. Right. So, well, I think again that confusion about well, well, I'm just helping out my wife. Um, I'm not a caregiver. That that reluctance to ask for help sometimes exists, too. Um, so we want people to understand that they're playing an important role in the live de- lives of their loved one, um, but they also are entitled to get support for the Absolutely. efforts. So ADRC, your direct line could uh, help people as well. And do most of the case managers refer to you for that assessment you were talking about? Yes. Okay. Good. So, uh, you know, lots of different portals to come into this and learn about more about caregiving. Um, so we want our audience to know that if you're a caregiver, this is the kind of program that would really give you a lot of support. Um, and I bet information on how to do some of the things involved in yes. caregiving as well. Jane, thank you so much for being here and helping us to understand a little bit more about this really essential service that's happening all around us, neighbors family, friends, caregiving. Thank you for having me. Great. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Senior Beat. Well, that was an interesting program on caregiving and um, lots of things to know about that. Another program we're excited to offer to you today is about Medicare and enrollment in Medicare programs. And today we are proud to have uh, Donna Bryant-Hammer with us. Donna is um, retired, uh, has been working in the Medicare field and with the state SHIP program uh, since 1970. Phew. 77. You've got a lot of years yes. of experience, Donna. Thank yes. you for being here today. Well, thank you so much, Christine, for having me. I appreciate Great. it. It's my privilege. Yes. Um, so I learned something important when we were talking. I kept talking about open enrollment, yes. and I was using the wrong terminology, wasn't I? It is, many people say open enrollment. It's something that people are used to. Mm -hmm. But when we are referring to this time frame right now, October 15th through December 7th, with respect to Medicare Part C, which is Advantage Plans, mm -hmm. and Medicare Part D, which is our prescription drug plans, it's actually annual enrollment period, AEP. Mm -hmm. And AEP is every year from October 15th through December 7th. New for 2019 is an open enrollment period coming back to Medicare in that between January 1 of 2019 and March 31 of 2019, mm -hmm. people can make changes in terms of their Medicare Advantage plan or their Medicare Part C plan. Okay. Yes. But you already have to be in a Part C plan or in a Part D to take advantage of the changes you can make during open enrollment. Okay. So this period is a, a, a nice hunk of time for yeah. people to review and reevaluate where they are with their prescription drugs um, and their Advantage plan. Exactly, exactly. And that's why we wanted to have you um, during the month of November so we could spread the word uh, to yes. those individuals. Uh, it's so important. Tell me about why, I mean, I, I think I'm starting to do some of this myself. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm thinking, I will be so grateful just to be in these plans, and I don't want to touch them again forever. You know, I there's know. that feeling. Yes, there is. And you keep saying you got to do it. You, it. When you are in a Part C plan and a Part D plan, Part C being Medicare Advantage mm -hmm. and Part D being our prescription drug Prescriptions. Plans, it is vitally important to review your plan each year. Changes are made to the cost sharing mm -hmm. in these plans. Mm -hmm. I always advocate for people to go through their Part D plan and input their medications again into the CMS Part well, D. And Donna, medications would change. You might medications get a new. Medications would change, yeah, yes. You might get new, several new medications. You might medications. get several new medications. And what most people don't realize is the companies can change their medications position within the formulary. Okay. What might be a tier one medicine for you in 2018 yes. can change tiers. Yes. You have tiers one through five. Right. So what if the tier changes? That's going to affect how... It's the cost, 
But what if it is removed from the formulary altogether? altogether? I hadn't thought of that. Yes, it can be removed from the th- from the formulary altogether. Now, not to fear, CMS regulations require the companies to provide some medication in all of the designated therapeutic categories. Right, right. But if you are wedded to or your doctor has determined that one particular medicine is what you must have. Right. If it comes off of that formulary, you want to know that so you can find a plan where that particular medicine is. Right. Otherwise, if you're just on regular meds and you don't have one that you have to have, it is still important because there are restrictions that are specific to the insurance industry, and these are cost containment uh, protocols, and your medication can change. Uh, Step therapy is the most important one. Mm -hmm. Prior authorization is another. Mm -hmm. And then quantity limits. Your medicine can change positions inside your Part D plan Mm -hmm. in terms of adherence to those protocols. Yes. And you need to know and that. And so you, you've got to do this every year. Every and year. And actually, I did that for the first time. I went online and I looked at all of the things and I put yes. my meds, meds in. in. Excellent. And um, Excellent. I found out that I was in Tier 1, which is good. Okay. That is good. Because mm-hmm. that's it's less low, expense, lower cost, lower cost to, to me. Yes. Um, so next year, about this time, I got to do it again. Yes, at least to review. Yeah. Now, you do not have to change. I've been in the same plan for the past three or four years. It, right. it works well for me. Right. But you have to know exactly where your meds are, especially for those of us who have critical medications. Yes, yes. That's very important. And, and most times, um, these plans do send you to the generic drugs, or they prefer that you use they generic do. drugs. They but do. your example was when there's a specific drug that oh, is identified yes. by the doctor that has oh, to work Oh, Christine, we have people who are on such complicated medicine regimens. I mean, they can be three, four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000 for one medication wow. for someone, or people who are on different cocktails uh, for stability or other medical reasons. You, right. you don't want to take chances with those. Right. So um, review them. Um, we also know uh, that people have been uh, throwing away the new Medicare cards. Yes, they have. Donna, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought we got that one wrapped, but <laughs> we got to work on that some more. Yes, and, and there's something else that I... Um, I've been reading material and stuff, and I do, you know, as you know, I do like, talks and, mm-hmm. and workshops. A lot of the material that I've read are, are suggesting people throw away their old Medicare card, mm-hmm. the one that has a Social Security number on it. Mm-hmm. I have a personal opinion that differs from that, and this is why, in my experience in all these years, many times family members, caregivers might have to come in and work with some papers, some claims, or whatever. All that paperwork... And even though they will be able to trace it back, mm-hmm. you may need that just for historical purposes. You put see. it in a drawer, don't use it. Yes. But someone else may need it to help you with some issues that will come up in the future okay. and you can't be foreseen. Okay. And it is important to keep the new one. It's designed to reduce fraud and well, scams. It, I noticed right away. It does not have my social security number. It does not have your social security it's number. It's a whole new thing. Will I have to memorize that number, or I just need to? Well, keep if that you're card? that good, Christine, uh, but you <laughs> you can. But the other thing that's important about that number, and I'm glad you mentioned this, everyone's Medicare card does not have their social security number on it. There are many people who may have their spouse's number, 
Mm-hmm. They could have a, a parent number, a person who's been oh, on disability. Okay. It isn't necessarily their, their number. number. It depends on the Social Security account that's okay. associated with it. I see. So that's very, in fact, in my case, I was um, on my husband's for yes, a while. that makes and, sense. And when he died, I needed to make a, a switch to my own, and, and so I'm going through that process myself. It's mm-hmm. uh, it is a little scary sometimes, even for me, duh. <laughs> and you make it sound so simple. Well, um, I think it's just because of the, the years. Yeah. You know, you you, know, being around every time there's a change, then I do have the advantage of knowing what was before and knowing how this makes a difference. Difference. And then being able to help people understand that. Right. Actually, um, where can people get help with this? Because I know it is complex. Um, I have to admit that um, when people come to the senior center and say, well, Christine, you know, I've got this Medicare thing. Please, I said, I don't know enough about this. This is really very complex. It is. So where can people get help? We always refer, I like to refer people to our Dane County ADRC. Oh, that's a wonderful The resource. Aging and Disability Resource Center. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, we also have our Medigap helpline. But you can get to the Medigap helpline through the ADRC. Right. Uh, you can get to our Part D helpline through the ADRC. But the most important is our ADRC and then 1-800-MEDICARE, which mm-hmm. is actually 1-800-633-4227. But 1-800-MEDICARE and Medicare.gov. Okay. Good. And um, when you go online, make sure you don't ever hit the print button because you can get about 100 pages. (laughs) Is that speaking from experience? (laughs) No, it is not. But I was warned. Yes, that's that's very true. Because, you know, sometimes some of us like to have the paper in our hands. I do. Yeah. And and you hit that button and you will get a lot of paper. A lot of paper. Yeah, yeah. So um, scrolling through and having some helpers from the folks you suggested. Many people have um, uh, the... uh, Case managers. Would a case yes. manager be a good uh, a good person? A case manager would be a good person. You know, I do training of case managers. Okay. I do uh, workshop, Medicare workshops in, in the community, as, as you know. And the case managers are tied into right. uh, resources so that they know where to make the referrals and they have information as well. Right. Yes. Right. So um, changes that you know about for this year? Well, again, the new, the new Medicare cards, and according to CMS, Wisconsin Medicare beneficiaries should all have our new cards. By now? By now. Yep. Okay. We should all have our new cards. So uh, if somebody threw something in the trash that came from Medicare, they made a mistake. They did. <laughs> and they can we And can you can order, get another you can, one. You get it's a not replacement. a... Yeah. Yes. Right, right. And CMS is, is ready for that. Right. I imagine. <laughs> They're ready for that. And then, of course, the AEP dates. Right. You know, October 15th through December 7th. Right. And and that's a hard and fast deadline. That's that, a hard and fast deadline. Yeah. And you cannot do, in the open enrollment from January through March, you can't do in that time frame what you can do in the October 15th through December okay. 7th time frame. So that's Medicare C, or Advantage mm-hmm. Plans right. and the pers- the uh, pharmaceuticals, yes. uh, Medicare Part D. Yeah. Those are the things that you're advising that they look at, they review yeah. them. They don't they necessarily make, have to change. No, don't have to change. But if they do make a change, it will take effect January 1. 1. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. And uh, again, let's say ADRC. ADRCs. Aging Disability Resource Center. Centers, yes. And... Um, 
you know, what a resource. And you know what I like about ADRC? They stay with you. You know, if you call them on the phone or you visit them, you get the same person every time. It's it's a blessing because you don't have to tell your story every time. That's true. And And, and the same is true with the uh, Medigap helpline at the Board on Aging. Yes. Yes, because those counselors can go back and look at the records and see what you talked about before, and they can continue to help if you have additional questions. Right. I think people get scared. Oh, I'm not going to call them. I have to tell them the whole story story over again. So. I think that's a real important thing for folks to know. Anything else we should know, Donna? Yes, I would like to make it very clear that those Medicare beneficiaries who have Medicare supplement insurance policies, yes, this time frame has nothing to do with them. Yes. So many people think that, oh, I have to change, I have to change. No. If you have a Medicare supplement policy, you do not change that policy every year. You, you don't change insurance policies like that. Right. A Medicare Advantage plan is a different way of receiving your Medicare coverage. And nationally, Christine, we've got like over 17 million Medicare beneficiaries. It's 31% as of 2016, according to Kaiser, are in Medicare Advantage plans. That's part C. So if you have a Medicare supplement policy, don't change it. Don't Don't drop it. (laughs) You'll get some advice. Talk to the Medicare helpline. Talk to your agent. Call the ADRC. You need to do that with information because you can't move around policies like you can advantage plans. Great. That's a great way to end our, our information. Thank you so much for Thank being with us. Thank you for having us. me. I'm, I'm so glad to have Donna. She's a, an expert, as you can tell, in this area. We hope that you will join us again next month for Senior Beat. See you then. <laughs>